domestic abuse, domestic violence, and gender-based violence. Kia ora. Hello. And welcome to our podcast. Just another F word. I'm Ellie. And I'm Ella. And we are in our 30s for our podcast episodes. I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> you're in your 30s, uh, just to clarify. No, it's true. Episode 31. Woohoo! What a number. What a number. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive in Tamaki Makoto. Oh. Level three, phase one. <laughs> Step <laughs> one. I know. I mean, it does feel ever so slightly better for people that like don't really know what we're talking about, mm-hmm. but um, we're still in level three in Tamaki, in Tamaki Makoto and we um, are just taking like this first step out of, I don't really know where we're going, but it um, means that we can see people, which is yes. nice outside. Yeah. So I think that's quite cool is that um, you can go see people, one household and one household can meet up outside um, their bubbles wearing masks. Yeah, I think so. Wearing yeah. masks. And if not, you probably just should. Yeah. And like, and you can go, you can go a little bit further afield. Mm. If you're going to go do some exercise or something like that, you don't need to stay super local, yeah, which so you've is... you've been for a surf. I have, and I cannot even tell you that first surf went in the ocean and it was unreal. It just totally resets. It is like, for me, it's such a huge, huge cleansing mm. but like really grounding yeah. being outside being in the sea so very very lucky I do Good feel very you. grateful for that and the fact that I can do that um, yeah but. I can't um mainly a sharks are in the ocean but I've done something to my fucking foot so um, I had an x-ray today and that was my outing and I bloody well loved it saw another human uh, that wasn't Tay and it wasn't through a screen um, and so that was really great so we're just waiting for um, x-ray results oh, it'll gal. be nothing it's just I've injured myself somehow in lockdown because if anyone's going to do it it's me it's true it is you mm-hmm. it's funny how you then end up like appreciating well you're like desperate to find a reason to go out mm-hmm. and you find an x-ray yeah x-ray you're like there. woo that's what i needed and it's the same as like i really appreciate when i can't do anything i'm like yeah but like i could really go for a walk right now and i mm-hmm. think back i'm like if your foot wasn't dodgy would you have chosen to do that walk no <laughs> but it's just because i could you know <laughs> <laughs> the other one positive thing though mm-hmm. of lockdown or not so much positive but a highlight that i've mm-hmm. had probably over the last two weeks is introducing you to sex education. Oh my gosh, uh-huh. yes. And um, us sitting in our own bubbles, watching, yes. being like, having a countdown. I don't know if anyone else is doing this, but if you've got someone that you watch TV shows Love with normally, it. and we like sit there and we'll be like, okay, three, two, one, press play at the same time, and then comment our way through over oh. chat. Like, it's so funny. It's so, and sex education, I mean, we talked about it briefly on our um, channel the other week. Yeah. And it is next level, but like we're in season three now. Mm-hmm. I like, no spoilers, but it is just like chef's kiss perfection. It's so good. Yeah. All the messages that come through and I feel like the new season is mm-hmm. even better. Sometimes the seasons go on, we can get a bit like meh, but every show has got so many either really obvious or just like messages that are just 
made like they're just said like mm-hmm. there's no like big lead up to them and they're just like there and yeah. I just love that and there's just there's so many good storylines oh, and perfect. it's just fantastic yeah it's definitely a show that we're going to keep because I just think Absolutely. it's amazing so check it out if you haven't watched yeah. already but yeah that's kind of been yeah that's us, the last really. two weeks <laughs> yeah other than that just creating a new craft every other day and you know yeah. but it's it I guess that's the thing we're just we're just chucking along um, another cool thing and a bit of a shout out, um, uh, you will see, we'll post it on our Instagram, but we've got some pretty cool shirts. Oh, um, yeah. And um, so my friend Kate Key, uh, shout out, she is a designer and um, back a couple of weeks ago, quite early on into um, the lockdowns, I think we were in level four, um, a minister had said in one of his speeches, um, you know, so get out there and spread your legs. And it became this huge thing. And what he meant was go for a walk and like spread, but like, you know. Sp- Got confused to spread, spread your, your wings, spread right? Spread your wings or and like. stretch and, your legs. And stretch yeah. your legs. And so it's just become this huge meme in New Zealand because yeah. obviously New Zealanders love that kind of shit. Uh, and we so, um, so Kate created these really cool shirts and um, it's now said it's like spread your legs, not COVID, which is pretty great. So we both have a shirt and um, what was really cool about it is um, uh, proceeds from those shirt sales went to the mental health um, organisation because we know that during lockdown how difficult it is for people with mental health, but also how much mental health is coming up because mm-hmm. of lockdown. Totally. And so it was really cool to see that. And um, I think she's having like running sales. So we will um, share her in our bio or in one of our posts or something and uh, just like have a look, check her out. Yeah, shout out to Kate. Absolutely yeah. love it. It's, it's so fab. And it's a great color. color. Mm-hmm. If anyone, um, again, in New Zealand, you'll know the like COVID tracer app or just mm-hmm. the Unite Against COVID color, which yeah. is great. It is basically that color. So yes. fantastic choice. I think All about fab. it. <laughs> so shall we get into our new episode? Yes, episode 31. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Today we are going to go back to our like roots mm-hmm. in a way. Maybe that sounds a bit weird. But it's definitely our roots. It's our roots in terms of it's um, our mahi that we do day to day. And um, we have got the privilege of talking about these things and getting an understanding around domestic violence and abuse mm-hmm. at a level that I think sometimes people don't have the opportunity to have those conversations. Yeah. So really... Our episode today is going to the roots of what is abuse and why abuse happens and challenging some of the stereotypes which people yeah. which people kind of bring forward when we talk about these things, really. Because that's the thing, like, when we started this podcast, one of the things that we were talking about is that we have an absolute privilege with all this knowledge that we have around it. And it's quite cool that we chat about it with our friends, but it's really important to be able to send it out there so other people can hear about it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... Often because often our information that we are given is from mainstream media or it may be through family and friends or it may be through what's posted on social media. So we're getting mixed messages on what um, abuse can look like or what it is like. Mm -hmm. And so because we're getting told multiple different things, when we get into relationships that we are feeling um, uncomfortable in or we're unsure about, we go to those kind of areas and it's not necessarily the right information. And so it's really important that we can give correct information or get you guys to start thinking a little bit more mm-hmm. so then you can look into some different ways of researching what you need to know. Totally. I think for some people, they might find this initially quite confronting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
either because maybe they have grown up within where abuse has been within their home or maybe they've experienced abuse and sometimes it can feel easier to blame maybe external factors you know like maybe alcohol or drugs or like someone's own situation that they've grown up in and although they're very valid factors which can play a part in how abuse occurs Mm -hmm. it's not actually the root cause and it's not the root thing that in which some the reasons why someone's doing it yeah and when you work within the field of domestic abuse it's one of the key things that you learn and I think Mm -hmm. around the world all refuges which work from a feminist point of view Mm -hmm. hold this as the core of of understanding why abuse occurs yeah and sometimes I think that can be really challenging and it's hugely confronting right because um there will be things that people who talk about and especially like you and I that will say will talk about things and people will go well I've done that so am I abusive am Mm. I are you saying now that I'm an abusive person Mm -hmm. and it it becomes that confronting um aspect with your ego as well around like you know I couldn't possibly do this or the reason I've done this is because ah blah 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 and it's that stuff that becomes and it's it's that fragility around your own stuff and not willing to kind of look into it a little bit more Mm -hmm. to see what it is and what it isn't Um, and the you know when we we've talked about it a little bit before around how at the core of all abuse it's really just about uh, power and control over someone else Mm -hmm. you know it's about having um, to be able to control someone to make sure that uh, they do what they wa- what you want them to do what you know you are in charge of everything it's mm-hmm. also that power you know power can be anything from financially power it can be power like um, intimidation it can mm-hmm. be like standover tactics um, but power is different for everybody and and power when you are an abusive person can be used in a different way over people mm-hmm. um, and that is really fundamentally at the base and the foundation of all people who are abusive Mm -hmm. is that it is um, power and control over someone. Exactly. And part of the things that make up that power and control over someone, you've mentioned it already, Ellie, but those tactics, Mm -hmm. those are the actual things that someone will do, they'll use. But what we can see is that they're used over a period of time repeatedly. Mm -hmm. It's not that one-off thing where someone loses their temper and something happens, which Mm -hmm. is not not excusing that behavior. Mm -hmm. But the difference with abuse is that it is that power and control that someone's going to have over someone Mm -hmm. else. And it's that repeated action in order to have that. It's these tactics that are used. And there might be... 20 different tactics yeah. there might be hundreds of different tactics that an abuser will use and maybe one different tactic you know exactly. gaslighting like that is what when you're talking about that like I often think about when we hear um, from women who have been in situations like this and they'll be like oh but it was my fault because I did this and he told me that I had done it this mm-hmm. way and it was um, the absolute manipulation and gaslighting experience that they've had that it's okay that their behavior is a certain way exactly and that gaslighting is a great example of a tactic which someone used yeah they might then they use it over time they use it repeatedly and Mm -hmm. we can see that this is a pattern Mm -hmm. and the result of that pattern is that someone has power and control over someone else yeah and then you've got a a relationship which is an equal right you've got one person which holds the power and the control most of the time Mm -hmm. and you've got someone else who who doesn't um and that is that that is what we see play out within all abusive 
yeah. relationships. Because a healthy relationship, there's going to be equality, right, within it or equity. And, you know, you look at um, it doesn't necessarily mean that that uh, gender stereotype of that the, the men provide the money and the women do the cooking and cleaning and raise a family. That doesn't – that isn't what I'm talking about. It's more about how um, there is um, an equity and power, that no one is – less than or more than or more important or less important mm-hmm. in this relationship that mm-hmm. you both come to this with the same um yes your own kind of experiences and your own growth and your own background but you come into a relationship together to start on a common ground and it doesn't mean someone's better or less than the other um but when you come into a relationship where uh, someone thinks that they are better or they are more entitled because of whether it be status or the job that they do mm-hmm. or the fact that they are um, a gender it mm-hmm. then th- they yeah. then think that there is already a power imbalance there mm-hmm. and you can fight and fight and fight to try and get to that point but when you start fighting to have that equality what you often see in an abusive relationship is that is when the abuse happens more because Mm -hmm. they are trying to punish or push you down Mm -hmm. or make you less than because they don't want that equality in that relationship totally I love it Ellie when you um talk to women who we support Mm. who um have been in abusive relationships and you talk to them about the three intentions oh yeah because we kind of have this overall arching power and control which Mm -hmm. we understand we understand that that behavior is repeating and it's and it's something Mm -hmm. it's that pattern of abuse but when you talk about what the intentions are I always find it really really awesome so could you share that with our listeners I'll try so um I was taught that there are three basic intentions around why someone is abusive and it can kind of it, it just kind of blew my mind when I was first taught that and I can see it in every single relationship that whether I work with someone, whether a friend or a whanau member tells me about it, I can see that it is like just the core of everything. So the three different intentions are the first one is that someone is going to make you, the, the reason they're abusers is because they're going to um, stop you from doing something. So that might be um, they stop you from hanging out with friends, mm. uh, they stop you from... Uh, connecting with your community they stop you from going to work stop you from wearing something that you like wearing exactly eating certain food Mm. um using your phone at certain times um using certain banking accounts so those are kind of things the second intention is to make you do something Mm. so that could be um make you dress up a certain way make you do the chores at home a certain way um, maybe it's that they make you give them your um, like social security numbers or your bank account details or your passwords to your cell phone or your emails. Or like make you pick them up from certain places. Yeah. Or, yeah. And you have to do it because yeah. if you don't, then they become, then you see these tactics come through. Yeah. And the final one is the one that I think often people think about and it's the fact that uh, the intention of the abuse is to punish you mm. for doing something or not doing something mm. that they wanted. Mm-hmm. So maybe you stood up for yourself and you said, mm-hmm. no, fuck that, I'm not going to do it. Maybe you decided to wear a certain outfit and they had told you not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they, um, Maybe you decided to go hang out with your friends and share a bit about what was going on. Maybe you went to work just because that's what you're meant to do and they didn't want you to. Mm-hmm. It's that um, punishment that mm-hmm. you have done those things. Mm-hmm. And that is really what the fundamental reasons of abuse are. Those three intentions mm-hmm. are behind it. And the interesting thing about the punishment one mm. is that that can 
almost be flipped round yes. and someone who has experienced the abuse can blame themselves for what's happened because yes. they you can we can hear those things of like well if I hadn't have done that if I hadn't have made that phone call if I hadn't have messaged that person or if I hadn't have warned that then he mm-hmm. actually wouldn't have got angry or yep. they wouldn't have done what they I would you know yeah. I almost if I sat. hadn't acted this way mm-hmm. if I had um hadn't have gone to that barbecue yeah if, yeah a hundred percent and they end up taking the responsibility totally because of it and that's such a um it's another tactic right yeah and I don't want to say clever but it's a very manipulative yeah. a very um psychological way of punishing someone because yeah. you are now um, creating this internal dialogue on someone else mm-hmm. about them feeling bad about themselves. So they are then going to prevent them like that in, so- in itself stops them from then um, going to do anything mm-hmm. or, and it makes them do stuff. So you're actually then using all three forms of those intentions mm-hmm. by, um, by doing that manipulative way of making it someone think that it's their fault. Totally. So yeah, that, that I think, I think, if you consider all of those ideas together, mm. that power and control, those intentions of abuse and the fact that these happen over time and it's a pattern, mm. you get a real clear sense and you can see this in every single abusive relationship. Yeah. The tactics might be different, mm. the ways in which this abuse occurs, mm-hmm. but the intent behind it mm-hmm. and the reasons why the abuse occurred, they all come back to that abuser and that's the key thing. Yeah. And I think we often abusers will try and excuse their own behavior mm-hmm. by blaming external factors maybe blaming the other things around them yeah. but this is and we've mentioned this before but abuse is a choice and yeah. acting and being abusive is a choice yeah 100 percent. you have a choice to make a change about mm-hmm. that too and that's what you expect right like um i think something that um happens often and we see it often and it's often put into this in media is that um abuse is like a cycle Mm. and that it constantly happens and it like just continues to go around and around and around and I mean there are some statistics that are chucked out that it takes like a woman seven times Mm. um, to ask for help or to leave Um, and again side note that puts a lot of responsibility and a lot of blame and shame on the woman rather than acknowledging in this gender-based violence situation that it was a like it was the man that was being like it just puts a lot of responsibility on women. Always, That's, yeah. Just just as a side note, um, but what we know about cycles is um, because often what we, what we hear uh, and what women will say is that um, is that he's okay. You know, once we get into that honeymoon phase, mm. um, in that moment where things are a little bit chill, um, where it's hearts and roses, where he's apologizing, where he's saying, "I'm going to go get counselling. I'm going to do better. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to do all of these things." Um, that's when he's nice and that's the person that she likes and the mm. unfortunate thing about that is is that she's still in an abusive relationship a lot of people go oh no that's when the moment they're going to change that's they're not abusive at that moment but the thing is although you're in a cycle you're still in a cycle with an abusive man mm. because you're still even though you're not feeling because it's those hearts and roses you may not feel like you're walking on eggshells there's still something in the back of your mind going when is it going to flip when is it going to change? Mm-hmm. And that is constantly keeping you on your toes mm-hmm. and you are never really chill. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, totally. The cycle of abuse, and again, it's something that when you bring this up and talk to women about mm-hmm. it, they're like, oh, yeah, that is exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. Where, like you said, LA, there'll be an incident, something mm-hmm. happens, something explodes, a really awful particular thing happens. Yeah. Following that, there is a period of apology 
going to change, going to have counselling, things are going to be better and things feel amazing. Yeah. Slowly over time. Yeah. The tensions start building again because those changes haven't properly been made. Yeah. Tensions start building again, build and build and build. Then we reach another explosion. Mm. You just end up caught in that same cycle. We initially kind of, like you said, mm-hmm. like you think that that in that hearts and roses phase that things are okay actually at that point yeah. and things are actually good, but that's part of the being in that abusive relationship yeah. because until something, until someone actually really takes responsibility and makes a and choice, exactly, like you said, makes a choice to change. Mm-hmm. That's when things are shifting, but that's a long, long process. You know, you're yeah. talking about someone changing the way that they behave and the way that they even view the world. Mm-hmm. And that does not happen overnight. That takes a lot of hard work. And it's not to say that it can't happen because we mm-hmm. know it does happen, but it takes hard work and it takes confronting yourself. Yeah on a level that a lot of abusers mm. have have not been able to do that before. No. So that cycle that we see, mm. that woman's always in an abusive relationship. She's yeah. always unsafe, even yeah. in those periods of when it's, there's the honeymoon kind of phase. Yeah. You're so right. And it's to think about also, like, um, when we talk about those cycles, often people think that those cycles happen over, like, maybe, like, a two-week period or maybe it's a month. Um but cycles are very unique to every relationship. And mm. so a cycle can literally, uh, like what Ella described, could literally happen within an hour. Mm. And you can constantly be having these cycles every single hour. Or it can be over a year time. Or even like we've heard of times where it's been like a 10-year kind of cycle, you know. And it's just it's just to remember that there are real things that happen that you do start feeling that tension build. Mm-hmm. That it's not, um, it's not the stereotypical way that we see that a cycle is. That it is very unique to every individual relationship. With the cycle as well, mm-hmm. we have that explosion at the end of the cycle yeah. of where a big... A big thing happens, a big argument or something really, really large happens. But it's really important to remember that there has been that build up before yeah. that. And there will have been behaviors that were abusive that maybe, you know, sometimes people just get used to living with those things because it becomes normalized. Though. Totally. And they might seem really, really minor mm. in comparison to this, the bigger events that happen. So you almost yeah. just deal with it. But there will have been smaller things that happened along the way yeah. that were that were building up to that moment, creating that feeling of walking on eggshells. Mm. And that's that pattern that we talk about. Yeah. We can all have arguments. Mm-hmm. We can lose our temper, mm-hmm. have a row, get angry, mm-hmm. slam a door, and maybe it even smashes, something like that. And you yeah. can have like one-off things, not excusing that behavior. Sometimes we get, you know, yeah. a thing, things can things can spiral mm-hmm. and we are, we're humans ultimately. But there's a difference between that behavior of doing something once and getting angry and then being like, shit, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have got to that point yeah. and an abusive relationship. Yeah. That I think, and that's something I think that can get chucked out. Oh, it does, especially for women. Like if you have ever reacted in a way um, or have created a situation or if you've yelled or if you've, like you said, smashed the glass door by accident, um, it then becomes that one incident, that one thing that you have done, that is the thing that will be brought up at every single argument, every single time, um, if you're in an abusive relationship, right? Mm. So he will use that against you. But if you're in a relationship and you just lose your temper um, and you're frustrated and something happens and it's a one-off incident and you have a genuine apology, mm-hmm. then it's a one-off incident and maybe mm-hmm. you need to do some reflection and sort out that like temper or whatever. Yeah. You know, n- most couples um, will have arguments and like my partner and I, we argue, but it 
doesn't mean that we are abusive because um, do I sometimes get grumpy? Yes. Do I maybe yell? I raise my voice. But that is not um, abusive behavior, Mm. but it isn't okay. And so then you need to look at how you yourself are are reacting and treating a situation. And then maybe you need to go get some support. Yeah. And it's about, I think that's the difference is when you acknowledge what your stuff is and you make that difference and you make that change, then that's the really important part. Totally. But when there are um, abusive partners... Uh, they won't make that change. No. And they'll come out of that situation again with the intention of having power or control mm-hmm. over someone else. Yeah. Rather than it being a case of like, oh yeah, shit, that wasn't, we both lost our tempers mm-hmm. a little bit. Let's do some reflection. And actually we still hold that respect. Yeah. It's very, it is different in abusive relationships. Yeah. And that's something to kind of remember. That yeah, repeated definitely. pattern is something to look out for too. Yeah. So I guess with what we're saying is that um, in abusive relationships, there is just, there is really four common things. Mm -hmm. And those are those three intentions that we talked about. Um, The intention to make you do something, to stop you from doing something, or to punish you from doing or not doing something. And the last one is really just at at the core of it, it's power and control over within the relationship. Mm -hmm. And if those kind of things are presenting themselves within Um, a relationship there may be time that you need to have a bit of a reflection and think about who you can talk to about any of the concerns you may have welcome back to our see you next thursday ran or rave we love this part of the show literally probably my favorite part it is very fun Mm because we get to have a little look at the week and pick up on something that's been our rant or our rave because normally what it is is that we've ranted or raved to one another about this topic and Mm -hmm. then um yeah so it's been pretty great we get to come back and do it on our podcast yeah might as well might as well do it to like some of our listeners i know (laughs) so um what we did what have we got today uh, we have a rave. We do have a rave. It's so good to have a rave because sometimes we just, I feel like we just rant. Oh, I get bogged down with the news sometimes as well. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help but like, I just end up reading it even though I know I probably shouldn't sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I feel like this week has been one of those weeks. Yeah. But... We've great had news. Great news for all those Britney Spears fans out there. Yes. Woo, woo, woo. Britney is finally free from yeah. her conservatorship. And that is like, if you don't know, um, she has been just in this weirdo space for such a long time. And 13 years. 13 years. Yeah, she's oh been in a gosh. conservatorship, which is like meant for people that have got dementia. Oh, and she it doesn't and her father was like one of the people who were in control of it and he had the right to spend her money or say what she spent it on and still expect her to work um this sounds a little bit like slavery it's a really great time and so she has been it's been quite cool because a lot of um you'll see that there's been a really big uh, movement where people have been saying hashtag free britney and um a lot of this there's been a few docos and now we've been able to actually see that she has been freed from this conservatorship and it's fucking great it's so good you're so right ellie that conservatorship had like rights over her not just her estate and her finances but also her like body and her bodily Mm -hmm. autonomy and she was held in it 
by very ridiculous laws Mm -hmm. um, and clearly corruption as well. Mm -hmm. But also because it was like, she was threatened to not be able to see her children. Yeah, that's bullshit. You know, that was really used as a, as a weapon against her. Mm. Um, but the Free Britney movement, I think, has been actually really influential on, like, shining a light on what really mm. happened. And Britney did release a little tweet oh. when she, um, which was like, she was like, the f- hashtag Free Britney movement, I have no words. Because of you guys and your constant resilience in freeing me from my conservatorship, my life is now in that direction. I cried last night for two hours because my fans are the best and I know it. Oh, I know. So beautiful. But it's so true. The Free Britney mm-hmm. movement, that was huge yeah. in actually shining a light on what was really going on because yeah. they were just stifling her and refusing to let her speak to yeah. anyone. It's bullshit. So let's, um, so for any of you out, Britney fans out there, like just t- go onto YouTube, start playing it up, Spotify, yes. and like play some of those Britney tunes. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. And um, just remember, fuck the patriarchy. And see you next Thursday. Bye. If things have triggered you today, or you're worried about something you, a friend, or a whānau member is experiencing, please reach out to Women's Refuge on 0800 733 843 and follow the instructions to find your local refuge. You can also call Lifeline on 0800 543 354 or you can text 1737 to access free counselling here in New Zealand. For our friends and whānau outside of New Zealand, let us know where you are so we can support you in accessing the right services for you. We would love it if you can rate, review and subscribe on whichever platform you use. This really helps our wee podcast grow. And just remember to fuck the patriarchy. And see you next Thursday.